when we're upfront, it lowers the barrier that other people have when it comes to selling. It can be so much more simple than everyone thinks it needs to be. And it always boils down to the conversation with a human being, right? If you can master like emotional intelligence and learning how to clearly articulate what you do and why it matters to them, that's it. That's all you need to know. Hey babe, welcome to the Sales and Social Podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just wanna sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian, I'm your sales queen and your soon to be podcast BFF. 22 years in the corporate sales space, losing my job during the pandemic, having no freaking idea what I was going to do, but knowing that I had a God-given talent for sales, I quickly shifted to the online space where I have not only been able to grow my own personal business from zero to 500K in just 18 months with nothing more than a Zoom link, a paper planner, and a whiteboard, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of others scale their businesses and explode their sales. So grab your beverage of choice, a pen and a paper if you're anything like me, and let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, babes? Welcome back to the podcast. And I have my friend Bree on the show today, who's going to talk all about high ticket sales, messaging and marketing. But Bree, welcome to the show. Tell my audience who you are and what you do. Hello, I'm so pumped to be here. I'm Bree. I am a business coach specifically working with online coaches, helping them build their signature high ticket offer and learn how to sell and market it without the sleazeball manipulative strategies. I'm also a community builder here in Sacramento. I run a networking community called the Women of Sacramento. And we have weekly networking events that range from coffee chats to wine dates to paddle boarding all across the board where you're able to really build connection with other people while also simultaneously building your business. So those are the two things that I do. I mean, it's perfect timing because obviously you guys know I just launched Infinity, which talks literally about what Breeze and talk about today. The importance of not only just building your sales, but also doing it alongside community. And one of the things that I actually want to jump right into the topic is, is Brie, I would love for you to talk about the fact that I see a lot of people in the online space building communities, right? They're building communities, they're hosting these events, these networking events, all the things, but they cannot extract sales out of it. They are not being able to monetize their community. And I know one thing that you and I both do very well is we build awesome communities, but then we also make a shit ton of money off of our communities. So why do you feel that some people just cannot build communities and then extract sales out of it? I think because of the mindset around selling, no one actually makes an invitation or pitches their offer. I see that all the time, people just creating these communities, which is beautiful. And it's such an amazing skill to be able to cultivate, but then they're so afraid to actually pitch to them. What happens, and this is something that I did unconsciously when I first originally built my community, I didn't see it as a, a business strategy. I just was really good at community building, right? And when I actually started to make an invitation and invite people into working with me as their business coach, so many people were like, absolutely, of course, because of subconsciously, I had built this authority and trust 
by creating the community, by being the facilitator that already people saw me as a leader. They saw me as a expert in the space of building businesses and community. So it was kind of like a no brainer for them to want to work with me. And I didn't even know this until like a couple of years into my coaching business. Cause I launched my business, saw quick success, mm-hmm. scaled to hundred K in less than 10 months. And I was just like, how, scratch my head. Like, how was I able to do this so that then I can reverse engineer this and teach my clients. And then I started researching community building in, in the sense of a stra- strategic move to grow your business. I was like, oh shit, I did that. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So now I look at it as such a beautiful strategic move when it comes to growing your business. And I work specifically with online coaches. So building a community for those people who share a similar problem and are desiring a similar solution, it's such a great opportunity for you to build a pool of future clients to be able to invite into your program. So yes. I love, I love a couple of things that you said. One, if you guys haven't caught on yet by now, her and I are literally twins. Like the way that we talk, yeah, the way that we talk. (laughs) the way that we built our business, the way that we ethically sell, the sales strategies, like all of those things. So one, stop this podcast right now. Make sure you guys are going and following her and catching with her because she is absolutely incredible. She also built her business very quickly, just how I did. So again, like you guys know, there's nobody that don't bring on the show that I don't like massively edify. So I just wanted to like stop real quick and like talk about that. I love you. second thing, I love you too. The other thing I just want to share really quick is like, we sometimes forget like how easy the invitation actually can be. Oh my gosh. I just did this this early in in my Facebook group today. I was like, hey, I'm doing a training inside of my program tomorrow. Who wants a free invite to come in and like hear what's going on? And people were like, me, 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 me. Now, of course, there's going to be a pitch at the end. I'm going to be like, hey, if you like what you've heard or you like what you've seen and you want to join it, here it is. But I think so often people are so afraid to like even make the initial invite, but it's like, how easy is this? Absolutely. We, I think we overcomplicate it. And I hear this all the time with my own students. They're like, how do I do this? How do I, how do I invite people or how do I pitch? How do I use this as an opportunity? I was like, it's as simple as speaking the words. Mm -hmm. And I'm big on transparency and letting people know like, Hey, I love what you said. Like there is going to be a pitch at the end. And I love the language of like, if you're wanting deeper level of mentorship and support around this, and you're ready for a coach to come alongside you, I'm going to give you an opportunity to to see what that looks like at the end of this call, workshop, whatever. And that way it's permission to pitch. And I know you are a permission-based sales person as well. And I think when we're upfront, it lowers the barrier that other people have when it comes to selling. It's yeah. so It can be so much more simple than everyone thinks it needs to be. And it always boils down to the conversation with a human being, right? If you can master like emotional intelligence and learning how to clearly articulate what you do and why it matters to them, then it's, that's it. That's all you need to know. Then it gets easier and you get more confident when you consistently invite people. I like to use the word invite versus pitch just because other people have such a like negative connotation to the word pitch. When in reality, it's just an invitation. It's, it's an opportunity for someone else to go through a massive transformation. Like why wouldn't you want to extend that to people? You know, I'm like so passionate about this. (laughs) No, me too. I actually just did a webinar recently a webinar workshop whatever you want to call it and I literally said like you guys there's going to be an invitation in the next five to ten minutes so this is actually your permission right now too to jump off so if you feel like you've gotten everything that you've gotten off of this workshop and you can literally go and skyrocket your business one I want to thank you so much for being here and know that my dms are always open but again if you want to continue to hear what this looks like or even if you're a little bit curious of what this looks like 
I invite you to stay on. And then third is if you absolutely know that I'm not the mentor for you or this program isn't for you, like I wish you the best of luck. So it's like I gave people like three oh. options at the end. And I think one, it also brings people to you that are so much more self-led. It yeah. brings people to you that are so much more empowered versus like they need your program yes. and they need what you're offering. Yeah. And I think that's so beautiful. And I'm going to pull some of that and integrate it into my own mm. presentations. But also what it does is it models how to sell in an ethical way. So even if they don't want what you have, they should still stick around to see how you actually pitch it. hundred percent valuable. I mean, I work with coaches who need to sign their own clients. So the strategies that I integrate and execute are the same ones that I teach my clients. So it's like, even if you don't want what I'm selling, you need to learn how I speak about it because there's value in just hearing it be done. Right. So yeah. I love everything that you just said. I think it's so huge. And I think talking about selling, talking about money, that's going to allow other people to feel more empowered to do it in their own business. So I think this conversation is so freaking important and I love it. Yeah. It really is. And I love what you said too, about like, you know, staying on to watch it, to see how it's modeled. I mean, I go to every single training that my mentor Alex does. I go to everything that he does. I go to every webinar, every workshop, because it's like, I want to see how he's doing it because he's yep. light years ahead of me. Right. So nice. even if right now you're like, Hey, Brie and Jillian are not for me, come to our stuff just so you can at least see how we pitch it. And I encourage you to go to other people's things because you'll also get like a like a rhythm of like how you like to be because you've all been on those webinars or those workshops where you're like, ew, this right. is really uncomfortable. Well, then you get to then say like, that's not how I want to pitch at the end or that's not how I want to serve at the end. 100%. I love that. Yes. Yes. Always be a student of life. I always say that like the way in which we deliver content, maybe you already know it, but it may hit differently the next time you hear it from someone else. Yeah. So I love having that mindset of just always being a student of life and learning what works, what doesn't work. And also if something triggers you or if something doesn't align, like analyzing, reflecting back, why, why does that not align? Is it against my value system or is it because I have a bad relationship with money? Oftentimes people are don't like to be pitched to where I think there's value in that. If you are being pitched in the DMS, is it because it's out of alignment or is it because you still have a fractured relationship with money? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's important. And that's just boiling down to like self-awareness and knowing yourself and being really honest about things. Cause I see a lot of people resist certain activities and tasks mm -hmm. in their business because it's out of alignment. When in reality, you just lack the skill and doing things that are hard doesn't feel comfy exactly. and we want to retreat back into our comfort zone. So it's, it's so beautiful in that moment to be able to ask yourself, like, am I really out of alignment here? Or is it just because I don't know how to do this? Yeah. And then if you don't know how you can learn, do it. And then if it feels uncomfy, if it still feels like out of alignment, that's, th that's when you know, really that it's not for you. Yeah. And I love what you said too, about like, you know, everyone's going to be pitched to differently. Like I'm a, I'm a dominant buyer. You guys know, I talk about different buyer personas all the time. Like I'm a dominant buyer. So I actually love to be sold to. I love when people actually pitch me their stuff. There is nothing to me more annoying when I'm trying to find out about your program and you're like fucking dancing around it or you're like, Oh, like let's get on a call or let's do this. And I'm like, just sell me what I need, because I'm literally asking you about what it is, right? So again, remember that there is like this huge percentage of people that are actually dominant buyers, and they want to be sold to, they want you to take that control, and they want you to actually lead. And for those of you guys that you know, are selling to dominant buyers, and you're you don't 
you're not comfortable doing this, you're missing out on like a massive population that people love to buy. Right now, I'm currently looking for a new VA, okay? And I've gone through like 1,800 conversations in the DMs because I'm like, can somebody please just tell me how much it is to fucking work with someone? Oh I don't God. want to get on a call. I don't want to fill out a form. I don't want to like send you all this stuff. Like, this is how many hours I need. What is your price point, right? And it's like, they forget that like, I'm not an analytical buyer. I'm not a slow buyer. It's like, just tell me what the services are and sell me your stuff, please. Be like, yeah. hey, Jillian, you need 40 hours of VAs. This is how I can help you. And like, deal could be done. Yeah, well, and it also, we have to remember like, you have a history of investing. Like you're not a newbie investor. Not a newbie. Yeah. So, you know, you don't have the sticker shock. You have that experience, you know, yourself, you're at a higher caliber. So when you're pitching to higher caliber type of clients, it, it is that experience. That's the sales process. It's like, that's the same way I was looking for a new lead gen specialist and I was doing the same process and I'm just like, give it to me freaking straight. I need to know all of the details up front before, you know, I, I don't want to waste my time in this process. Like give me the details that I need so that I can make an informed decision. Yeah. Not everyone, again, there are so many different buyer personas, like you're totally right. And it's important to know how to speak to each individual and then have the in emotional intelligence okay. to know which one is which, right? Like, oh, Jillian's a dominant buyer. I better switch this really quick instead of still like going down, exactly. you know, whether you guys like car salesmen or not, like I think car salesmen are some of actually some of the best best people because when you go in and you're like hey i want the white range rover and you know exactly what you want they're like hey let's grab the keys and let's go for a test drive right but if you go in and you're like hey i'm not really sure what car i want and they're more of an analytical buyer they are so good at usually reading the type of buyer that's yeah. on the other side of the desk i have never gone in to buy a car and somebody's like whipped out like all the bells and whistles and like the pamphlet because they're like oh this girl knows exactly what she wants. She saw it on the lot. We're going to get her in it and we're going to like close the deal. Right. Yes. So again, we can actually learn a lot from car sales. I love that. They're so trained on it. Right. We're like, if my dad goes in and he's like, Oh, I've been shopping for a while. I'm not really sure. They're going to be like, well, let me tell you about yeah. all the features and benefits of every new Lincoln that's out there. Right. So again, it's like, you have to have the emotional intelligence to know who's sitting across from you and know how to like flip it really, really quick. Totally. And there's no like, here's the framework in order to do that. It's just yeah. a feeling and it takes practice in doing some research. Like there's a lot of good literature out there around emotional intelligence and yeah. building that and sales specific emotional intelligence. One of my favorite books is Sales EQ by Jeb okay. Blount. I love it. It's my favorite freaking book. And uh, it helps It helps a lot so that you can recognize these specific triggers or movements or inflection in the voice, that type of stuff. Cause when you're able to read people, like you become a master in this and it's, it's a really powerful skill. Sales skills are the most important to have in business as a whole. And it yeah. boils down to like your ability to have human conversations with people. <laughs> yeah. I talk about this a lot, even on the podcast, like I'm a dominant buyer and I have a dominant personality. So people ask me all the time, like why I actually don't do sales calls. And it has nothing to do. Like, I think that I'm better than people, or I don't want to get on sales calls. Right. I know a lot of sales coaches like have that way about them. Like, oh, I just don't do sales calls. I'm actually past that point. But I actually don't get on sales calls because my personality can like dominate mm. the sales conversation. Yeah. And if I have someone across from me on a Zoom, that's like an analytical buyer that is asking me 1700 questions about the program. I'm like antsy. I'm like, just like make a decision. Like, are you in or are you out? And I can actually handle that so much better while I'm on a walk in the DMs. Yeah. I'm taking a breath, right? So 
I also encourage my clients, like you need to know like where you're better at. Like I'm way better on voice notes. I'm way better texting in the DMs than I actually am on sales calls. So even being like a sales master, I'm actually not great on Zoom sales calls. So again, going back to that emotional intelligence of where you're good at is key. That's awesome. I actually recorded a VSL. I call it an OCA tour. So it's like a six to seven minute video of me doing the whole pitch. So now I am able to send that to people who are curious about my program or whatever it may be. And after that, they're able to book an enrollment call. And the enrollment call, the purpose of that is to actually take the money, you know, book the kickoff call and all of that. I, I love, I love sales calls. I love being able to, I just love people. I'm really good at people. And like, I'm not saying you aren't. Know that that's not what I'm we'll saying. Out of the show, we'll edit this part. <laughs> I love it, but yeah, I I have always been really good at reading people and adjusting based on the energy that they bring to the table. Obviously, most of the people that I work with have similar energy because my marketing is very ag- aggressive. Same, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm a very dominant type of person as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think that is one of my skills and why I think that I've always been successful with sales is because I. I know people so well, and I can create that space where people feel safe enough to be vulnerable, which is the key factor when it comes to high ticket sales. sales. Yeah. 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 Which is a great lead in because what I actually want to end the show with is high ticket sales, because you and I both sell high ticket. And I think that there's a lot of people right now that are like, oh, you can't sell high ticket. The economy's down. Like we're going through a recession. And like, I've never sold more high ticket ever than I have in the last six months. And I always say that people who say you can't sell high ticket are usually people who can't sell high ticket. Ooh, or, yes. Or like, I have a whole podcast episode on this, right? Or it's like, oh, the reason why you can't sell memberships, it's like, well, it's because you're not selling your membership. So yeah. like, let's talk about why high ticket sales and why you believe so much in high ticket sales. I believe number one, because you're getting a higher ROI, you're getting the highest ROI for your energy, your time, especially in the beginning. I work with early stage coaches just getting started. When you're just getting started, you're putting in a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into growing and building your business. So for you to launch like a membership or a low ticket course and just get like $300 for all of the time and energy, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a better way. And at the end of the day, if you solve an urgent pressing problem, an urgent pressing pain point, you will always be in business. That's just how business freaking works. There are people still spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Some people are not impacted by the economic challenges that are happening right now, right? And it's our job to make sure, number one, we're solving an urgent pressing problem. Number two, we have a fucking badass program that offers exceptional results, not just a nice to have, but like a desperate need for what you bring to the table. And then having the confidence and conviction in your ability to give, to provide results. And, you know, regardless, you, you hear the stories of these businesses that explode during economic crises, crises, right? That narrative around like, oh, you shouldn't be selling or no one's going to buy that scarcity mindset. And you can totally feed into that and your business will suffer, or you can decide, no, I'm going to align with abundance, knowing that people are still making powerful, empowered decisions. And I'm going to be one of those people that continues growing my business through this time. And you will like, it's all the belief in yourself and then making sure that you have a freaking rock solid offer. Yeah. I love this. I actually talked about this on Sunday on my Instagram stories, but the lowest ticket available for the Super Bowl was $6,200. The lowest ticket that somebody could spend. So I want you guys right now to hear that. Okay. The lowest ticket, the lowest, like the shittiest seat possible 
in the Super Bowl was $6,200, okay? Yep. Hundreds of thousands of dollars were spent on some seats inside of it. So if you don't think that people are spending money and you don't think that people will find the money, yes, things that they want, or they will scrap, or they will yes. take a card loan, or they will sell something in their home to get yes. what they want, you are mistaken. So it's all about solving a need that people want. So right now, if people are not buying your three, four, five, six thousand dollar item, it's because you're not as sexy as the Super Bowl. So you uh-huh. need to make your you need to make your offer as sexy that they're like, I will do whatever it takes yes. to get inside that room. And your room is the Super Bowl. Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with this. Yes, I love this analogy. Mm-hmm. Be as yeah. sexy as the Super Bowl. Be as mm. sexy as the Super Bowl. I mean, that is it right there. I love so, it. I know you and I could talk for days and I probably will have you back on the podcast for sure. Where can people find you? Uh, what do you have going on right now? Please tell us all the things. Yeah. So I hang out on Instagram all the time. So my Instagram handle is I am Bree Norberg, B-R-I. And I have a free mini course for people, coaches specifically who are wanting to build their signature high ticket offer, sign their first initial clients without like an extravagant launch. Uh, you can get that breenorberg.com slash mini course. And every month I have created, of course, per my usual experience, I've created a community for coaches called the Coaches Corner. And that meet we meet every the first Friday of every month at noon Pacific Standard Time. There's not a huge structure around it. It's just come get supported, share what's working, what's not working, and also be able to receive referrals for your business. So it's a great space. I love it. Obviously community is a huge part of every single thing that I do. So if you're a coach and you're craving community and connection, I would love to have you there. It's free, always will be free. And just say hello on the gram. I'd love to chat with everybody listening. I love that. And for a lot of you guys that are listening to this podcast, right? Like you've been in my networking call on Wednesdays for years. This is an invitation to go over and check out her coach's corner to get inside of another community, to add new people to your community, to get new referral partners, new power partners. So again, this is why I bring people on the podcast. People ask me all the time, like, oh, do you know any other networking calls? Do you know any networking groups? All of those things. And the last thing I want to say is because I do a lot of podcast episodes on this. You guys might be thinking like, why would I bring Brie on the podcast? We do something very similar. We teach the same things initially. You know, we have the same type of energy, but this is also just a reminder of like the power in collaboration and the power of like supporting the fellow people in your world and like your fellow sisters or brothers. So again, like don't be nervous to collaborate with people that do the same thing. Don't be afraid to be like, you guys go over and throw your credit cards at Brie, right? Like have that abundance mindset because it'll come back to you tenfold. My gosh, I'm so here for every single thing you just said. Yes, thank you for saying that. I think community is so freaking important and collaborating with other people. It's the best way to build your business is through those relationships and collaboration. So I appreciate you saying that. And thank you again for today. This has been so fun. Absolutely. Thank you, Brie, so much for being on the show today. And we loved having you. We will put all of your information in the show notes. You guys go over it, check her out. And you guys, until next time, happy selling. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot and share it on social media and don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. 
So I'll catch you on the next episode. But until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.